Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, UFC 278, Hot Take Hot Box, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. We are here to discuss a relatively nice card this weekend. We just kind of went through it before we uh, before we pressed the record button here. It is not as bad as I originally th- thought here, Ty. So, Ty, how are you feeling on this beautiful August, one of the, the, the last UFC pay-per-view of the summer? Unfortunately, uh, this time last year, you know, there was big, big cards. Connor was fighting last summer, and then this summer we kind of get a... Uh, Adesanya card and some other shit. So how how are you feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. I like you said, I was kind of low in this card too. But as we uh, talked about it, went over it. Kind of like it. I kind of like it. I, for for once, the prelims. I'm looking at them and I'm not, you know, disgusted. So um, the, maybe the beginning of the main card will be a little gross, but that's fine. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. But I mean, they could have <laughs> put any of those two, those last two fights, or the first two fights on the main card. Could have been any of the names, and I would have gotten mad that they're on the main card if they move that fight to the. Pro- I, honestly, no, I don't know if I could even say that though, because I think I think it's just disgusting that Harry Hunsucker is in the UFC. Uh, yeah, not if, for long though. If I'm being honest, yeah, the UFC Fight Watch, uh, the fighter roster account, will be active. They're they're, they're waiting. They'll be active after this one uh, <laughs> with Mr. Hunsucker, who's seven and five, fighting Tyson Pedro this weekend. Uh, he, I mean, he was on the contender series and got ground and pounded, and then won a guy against a guy named Corey Moon, and then they brought him to the UFC, and he just gets eviscerated by two uh, New Zealand slash Australian gentlemen. Losing, yeah, I guess he's going. He's going for the down under trifecta. Losing to Justin Taffa is just nuts, but uh, he got head kicked too. But you know, listen, yeah, I'm not here. Bad. We're not here to do that. We'll get into all that. See how quickly we can get off track here on the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. <laughs> like I said, UFC 278, if you want a recap of this past week's card, we already did that episode. This is a new thing we're doing. We're doing the two episodes, uh, two episode weeks now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get right into it, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kamaru Usman, the pound-for-pound pound number one fighter in the world, is fighting this weekend and is not really getting the attention or notoriety that you would think when the number one pound-for-pound pound guy is fighting. I'm sure that does not make Ali Abdelaziz very happy. He's fighting Leon Edwards, who I have on this show stated many a time. I don't think he necessarily, uh, I don't know, it was worthy of the title shot given the last couple fights that, I mean, beating Nate Diaz and then getting a title shot is kind of nuts. But there's not really anyone else to give it to. And then he comes off the no contest with Bilal Muhammad with the eye poke. And it's just been, I mean, he tried to fight Hamzat, you know, a bunch of different times. So I, I, I can't fault, it's not Leon Edwards' fault that shit, they just did not go his way once the pandemic happened. It just, it has been a rough, uh, rough go at it. Since 2019, he's only fought twice. And uh, obviously one of them beat an eye poke. And he went five rounds with Nate Diaz and got his bell rung at the end of that fight. So I lay all that out to say, Ty, I would like to hear what you have to say about this fight. I am... Actually, very excited about this going into it, and I I don't know what I want to bet, and I don't think I'm going to bet. 
I guess I, because I sometimes feel like it's a cop out to have you go first, and then I get to like figure out what I want to do. So I, I like Usman by decision. That would probably be my logical use your head bet, but that's not what I'm going to bet. So if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It, it makes a lot of sense. That's probably what I would go with. It's probably gonna be my official pick. <clears throat> um, I don't know, man. I just think you know, since their first fight was what 2015, they've both come a long way. But I think Gunner or Gunner, I think Leon Edwards, he's he's gotten through. You know, the Gunner Nelson fight was tough. The end of the Nate Diaz fight was tough, but also you know. He, he kind of pushed a hard pace there. It was, it was a five-rounder. No, it wasn't. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So, like, it, 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 was a bit, it was a bit of a weird fight. He dominated him the whole time. So, it's like, I, I, I get it, but I, I don't want to hold that against him necessarily. The Bilal Muhammad fight was weird. I think, you know, Leon Edwards, I think this is honestly a matchup of two of the least marketable guys around, you know? Like, nobody really is getting excited for Leon Edwards um, honestly, a lot of people don't like Leon Edwards. I think that some of it stems from the Masvidal thing, which is you know stupid. But um, I like Leon Edwards. He's made a lot of improvements. He won the first round against Kamaru back in the day. Um, I think if it stays standing, I, I you know I don't know how Usman you know maybe he can hurt him, maybe he can rock him. I, I could see that, but Leon Edwards I think is the better stand the stand up. Uh, I think he's you know he uses his kicks more. Remember, Kamaru Usman's not a young guy. He's thirty five and. You know, when you see these dominant champions, unlike, you know, John Jones or Khabib, but even with John Jones, it's it's the unexpected is when they lose. Nobody expected GSP to lose to Sarah or Hughes. Uh, nobody expected Anderson Silva to lose to Chael Sonnen, even though he won. He was getting his ass kicked the whole fight. So, and remember when Woodley lost to Usman, Woodley was a big favorite. So, it, it's, it's going to be hard to predict when, you know, Kamara loses the belt or when Volkanovski loses or when, you know, whoever it's going to happen, and I think this this could this could potentially be the time. I think um, a lot of people are discounting Leon Edwards and and his takedown defense and the improvements that he's made and how big he looks. Like you said before, we we went live. He looked huge on the scales. He's a big boy, man, and he hits hard. He's got a good jab. He's got good calf kicks. He's got good takedown defense. Like I said, um, I think he's going to stuff a couple takedowns. But will he stuff? You know, after the first three, will he stuff the next three? Or the next three after that, you know, I'm not too sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean Usman. I'm gonna go Usman decision, but um, I think he's more of a. I think he can win more rounds. I think he's a better point fighter. I guess I, maybe not a point fighter, but I think he can steal rounds. You know, with some late takedowns or some back takes or whatever. But I really would not be surprised if Leon got this done in in, in any capacity, even if he knocked him out. I, I can't honestly say I would be surprised because we've seen him get rocked and swayed and, and hit a lot by Colby Covington, you know, of all people. So like I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I can't say I would be surprised. Do uh, you give me do you uh sorry to cut you off there at the end, but no, do, you're good. do you worry about um Usman's I mean listen, I, I this is gonna kinda sound stupid, but I, I kind of worry that Usman really hasn't had to implement the wrestling into his game probably since that uh Masvidal fight in 2020 right on flight island i just yeah. worry that in this fight he's probably gonna have to use it so i'm sure maybe he's been training that way and he's prepared himself but i don't know man i i just 
Yeah, like you said, like I'm leaning Usman. Obviously, Usman's the pound for pound. It will probably feel stupid when he just eviscerates him in two rounds. But yeah. this is the first time. Other, I mean, I guess he just came off the the Colby fight. And I always think Colby is a is a tough out for him. But this this feels like a real real challenge. And, and you know, I mean, even Gilbert Burns, I guess, felt like a real challenge. Usman has not had a, an easy night out. I mean, maybe that second Masvidal fight was everyone kind of knew what was going to happen. We just didn't know he's going to knock him out. But yeah. I think I could see Edwards hurting him, right? Can't you? Like, it, it just... I mean, absolutely. Cat, I mean, because like you said, Usman gets hit, and he gets hurt in some of these fights. He, I mean, he was hurt in the Burns fight. Like, yeah. pretty bad. And, yeah. I mean, touched earth, everything, you know? So, I, 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 listen, I, 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 not, I struggle to go out here and tell you Leon Edwards is going to win. But that's probably what I'm gonna bet if I want to if I want to have some fun and make some money because I don't think that there's a lot of value in sitting through a inside the dis or a, uh, a a decision bet because I could also see Edwards just getting like you said that gas tank depleting at some point in the third fourth fifth round and a ground and pound finish where Usman's just you know reigns supreme over him at the end you know like. I, we we do do this where we bounce around and just tell you all the different ways because obviously this fight could end any certain way. I don't feel confident about any any way in this fight. I really don't. I don't see a clear path to victory for anyone other than pretty much Usman grinding out a decision. But that I say all that to say that my my official pick is that inside the or I'm, I keep you see it's a habit that I want to say inside the distance. That's just what they're telling me. Usman by decision is my official prediction, but my pick, I'm going probably Ed- Edwards inside the distance. Oh man, I like it. Um, I, ever since the back to back injury, main event injuries that I've lost money on, yeah, I've man, away from main event bets, and I, I'm going to see how long I can uh, I can do that. We'll see. maybe maybe the Oliveira fight. I'll come out of retirement for the main event because he's he's a big underdog. So I'll probably lose, I'll yeah. lose that too. When I when I say that, uh, like I don't even uh, I, I don't even say it with like a lot of confidence that that like this is not a you know your average I'm not betting the this fight like I would the other ones because it's plus four hundred you put a little less uh, juice on this one but yeah I don't this doesn't really though I, I would probably tell people to not bet this I don't think that this is a good like a good fight to make money on just because I don't see, like I said I don't see a clear path here. I really, yeah. I really don't. Uh, I, some of these other fights, I will tell you to bet, and I will, I will see a clear path. This one, I just, frank, I frankly do not. But where it looks like we're both in lockstep, though, if we were, if we were betting men, which we kind of are sometimes. <laughs> minus one twenty by decision. That seems like the, uh, the, the best way. Yeah, I don't hate it. So let's keep it moving. Rockhold Costa. This one snuck up on me, man. I, I was, I did not know this, this fight was going to have this kind of heat behind it. Rockhold has come into the fight week fucking angry. I mean, he he is pissed at everyone. He's trying to fight full send, barstool, uh, anyone who says anything to him or, or even looks at him the wrong way. He's trying to fuck that guy up. Uh, he is a big-time underdog here against Boracina, Paulo Costa, who is, uh, has become an absolute internet comedian uh, since uh, these last couple fights that he has been involved in. And... The last time we've seen him, he was getting worked over by Marvin Vittori at 255 pounds or however much he was weighing by the time that fight came down, and he just didn't cut weight for it, essentially. Uh, he did make weight today, though, right? 
Yeah, he looked good too. He said "fuck Usada" on the scale, yes. even though he's failed drug tests. So pretty funny, but <laughs> yeah, he, they took his blood at seven in the morning. He was not happy about that. But I don't love how they do things like that at all. I think when you when you interrupt a fighter's prep fight week preparation, I mean, you're really playing with fire. Like it, it, it can take a little. You know, something small like that, and you fuck up their weight cut, or you fuck up their. It's just a, it seems unnecessary because it seems like yeah. you could just do it right after. But yeah, there's, there's got to be different means of of doing it in different ways. But you know, what do I know? Yeah, what do I know? They're, these guys are scientists, so maybe they know a little bit something more than me. But yeah, they, I failed senior. So this fight is very fascinating to me. This is a minus three sixty three fifty favorite for Paulo Costa, who's coming, who's coming off two losses, but. It seems like these odds are more based in the thought process that Luke Rockhold's cooked, right? W- w- would you would you say would you say that that's true? I mean, obviously Costa throws nukes. He's not not an easy night out in, in, in any way, shape, or form. But I, I I don't know. I mean, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um. I don't know how to feel about Paulo Costa because he's had kind of like a weird career. You know, he had that. I guess. Really would um, put him on the on the scene was when he when he knocked out Johnny Hendricks, but Johnny Hendricks by then was you know kind of a shell of himself after Usada um, found some stuff in his system, and then the Uri Hall fight. I mean, he finished him, but Uri Hall's kind of like a five hundred fighter, you know. And the Yoel fight was close. I thought he won. I I, I did I think he won of, that fight. Yeah, a lot of people gave it to Yoel. I thought he won. Um, and he, you know, he that, that that just shows what he can do against a wrestler. Yoel is a you know, beast of a wrestler, just like Luke Rockhold. So I think he can, he has that part of his game where he can kind of negate Luke Rockhold's strength. But also, man, if he, you know, if he, if he isn't careful, Luke Rockhold dominate. Remember, he fought Chris Weidman, dominated him on the mat. And Chris Weidman went, um, I think he, I don't know if he beat Andre Galval back in the day, but Andre Galval, uh, one of the best Brazilian jiu jitsu practitioners, he's won multiple ADCC world championships multiple Brazilian national championships multiple pan-american championships like he's you know he has a trophy case the size of my apartment and chris weidman you know is decorated in his own right you know prime i is it weird to say that prime luke rockhold might be the best in it like in ring middleweight we've seen uh like, i don't like, think that that's crazy like if you like, match I, him like, up against adesanya Right, like you take a look at Adesanya and Anderson Silva's career and resume and accomplishments and achievements. And it's a much better. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I get now. it. I get it. But like prime Luke Rockhold, which again was not long. He was he was he was just different, you know. Like, but when you when you also got to take a step back and look look at Luke Rockhold, he's been knocked out many times. It, it, you know, you go back to uh, even before Vitor Belfort when he had a one of his first regional scene fights, he got slept. Uh, Belfort slept him. Uh, Yoel, Yoel Bisping, and Blahovich swept him, and he hasn't fought in three years since the Jan Blahovich fight, where he got absolutely, you know, eviscerated, decimated. Yeah. So, I I do worry that if Paulo makes any kind of slip up, I mean, if Luke Rockhold gets on top of him, I mean, it's probably over. Yeah, I think and, so. And Luke, you know, that question mark kick that he has, disgusting. You know, Luke Rockhold has a lot going for him, but he's old. He's you know, <laughs> three years. To just come back, he's talking about he should get a title shot if he wins. I don't, you know, he's he's going at the full send guys. I think he's, you know, he's uh he's locked in until something goes wrong, and I think something's going to go wrong here. I think Paulo Costa has good kicks. Uh, you know, he has that 
eraser power. And uh, you know, give me Paul Acosta round one. I'm just I'm just fading Chris uh, Luke Rockhold's chin. I can't trust it. Yeah, and especially it's not going to take much for Costa to put him down once he lands. No, uh, Costa inside the distance. Uh, TKO is minus one fifty. Inside the distance is one minus one sixty five. So it doesn't seem like there's much opportunity to make any money here. Like you said, maybe round one. The fight starts yeah. round two is minus two hundred. So they they think that this might go over under is. Uh, for what some of the one of them is one and a half, you can get under at plus one hundred five. So uh, if that's something, yeah, that, I don't hate that. Yeah, if that's something that intrigues you, uh, I don't. I again, this is another co- uh, fight where I don't like. I don't like either side of this. I don't trust Costa uh, because I trusted Costa when he fought uh, uh, Adesanya is human trash. Uh, I, I remember that, uh, and he. <laughs> cost me some money there and then Vittori I don't think yeah I mean he was fucking hammered like you know you you just don't know what version of him is going to show up is it going to be the murderer who showed up and just killed Uriah Hall Johnny Hendricks and all them guys right or is it going to be the guy who is uh joking his way through a Vittori lazy decision where (laughs) he looked good at portions of the fight but still like he just you know I, I don't know it's just not really trustworthy I think Costa wins the fight I just don't know how, and I think you're right. It probably would be inside the distance, and I just think at some point he lands and does hurt Rockhold in a similar way that the Romero fight went. Also dropped Yoel, right? Did he drop Yoel in that fight? Yes, he did. And, you know, Yoel, Robert Whitaker, I remember Robert Whitaker said that when he would hit Yoel with a kick or a punch, it hurt him more than it hurt Yoel. Yeah. Like, you know, that dude's made of granite steel, so... Uh, Luke, uh, Paulo Costa's power is real, and I mean, yeah, and two guys, both of these guys fought Romero. Right. Uh, you know, if you remember, uh, Luke Rockhold was uh, left left in autopilot uh, yeah. on the side <laughs> of the octagon during that. Uh, that was that a was uh, main event. That follow up shot was brutal. That, was that, the, that I think that follow up shot is really what what uh, sent his brain in the orbit. Yeah, well, uh, you know. Plenty. He's had plenty of uh, opportunities to get sent in the orbit. Bisping started it, and then Romero and Jan is uh, just not good. But I'm, I honestly am rooting for Rockhold. I know that makes no sense, but I am rooting for Rockhold just because I think he's fired up. He's ready to go. He's. It's more exciting when older guys like that are involved. And I just think Costa's never going to beat Adesanya. So I'm just like looking at guys yeah. who like maybe could give Adesanya a test. And I don't want to see Costa anywhere near the, the top of the title range. So, personally, that's what I want to happen. But what, what, what do I think is going to happen? I think Paulo puts him, puts him to sleep. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I think. So, Aldo and Marab. This one I actually am going to bet and I feel a little bit confident about. Let me just say that right off the, right off the rip. And I'll let you know, I'm going Aldo Moneyline. All right. I like it. He's, he was plus 105. Now he's plus 115. So, uh, I'm going to let it roll. What he is on fight night, honestly. I feel like some money's got to come in on him. They, I just saw a tweet that Drake put a big bet on Aldo, but he got like these fuck much different odds than, than are even like it was like plus one, two, fifteen. It seemed like, like that's, it's not a real, it's not a real line. I don't know. But yeah, the Drake curse could come through here. Um, Aldo's always tough takedowns. He's always, always tough takedowns. His defense uh, and his takedown defense is 90%. Um, the problem is, I think Marab's just uh, relentless, you know. So I, just, I really don't know what to do here. I think Marab could grind him out. 
I think he might have the cardio advantage. Uh, Aldo, Aldo should start strong here. Um, it's three rounds, so I'm not worried about Aldo gassing late or you know the takedowns wearing on him that much. But I think he should just do enough to get a decision. Decision. I think he might be able to stop him. I, I wouldn't necessarily bet on it or count on it, but um, I trust his stand-up much more than Marab. Marab will give you some on the feet, you know, but he's kind of wild. Um, we saw what happened with Marlon Marais. If he tries doing that against Aldo, it's, it's going to be a different story. Um, so, yeah, give me, give me Jose Aldo. Yeah, I just – this I, I kind of agree with a lot of what you said there. Like, I just don't trust – uh, I mean, Marab doesn't really finish people either. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't finished anyone in his yeah, – other than – I mean, Marlon Marais, but I don't count that, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I that guy was a corpse. Yeah, I mean, Marlon Marais has been finished by pretty much everyone at this point towards the end of his career. I mean, his last four fights, his last one, two, three, four uh, – I mean, yeah, his last five losses were all him being finished. Ground and pound, wheel kick, punches, ground and pound, uppercut, however you want it done, he got it done. So – Davish Vili, oh. I, I believe is uh, I've I've heard his name said a million yes. different ways. Which I is, think you got it. But he's good. I think he could easily grind out a decision if he's just able. If Aldo is not able to defend the takedowns and keep him off of him, but I, I don't know. Something's telling me that Aldo is going to be able to at least defensively wrestle or be uh, smart enough to keep him off of him enough to gain some points and, and win this win this on the cards. That's that's how I – I don't think he's going to finish. I mean, I, I think he could, but if my official prediction would be Aldo by decision, that would be the uh, – And if bet. Aldo gets those uh, those kicks off, I think it's going to be a long night for Marab. But, you know, he doesn't like throwing his kicks anymore, it seems like. Yeah, uh, maybe it's something wrong with his feet or he just – it hurts. Like, you know, who also, knows? Yeah. I mean, also, I think Marab's kind of an idiot. I mean, if you remember that Ricky Simone yeah. fight, he knocked himself out in a takedown. Like, yeah, well, no, uh, I was there that night. It was that was an AC. He uh, he oh, got submitted yeah. at the end of the fight, and they when they the fight was over at, at the, the third round, they went to get up, and he couldn't get up. Like he was like yeah. he was still like Ooh. out. So they were like, if he can't get up, if he's out, then the fight's over. And yeah. uh, Mark uh, well, Mark Goddard, shout out to Mark Goddard, little Mark Goddard got, got a, a <laughs> I w think I for me. Mark Goddard in a while. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Put your hands up, Colby. Uh, he's probably waiting for Colby Covington to fight so that he can uh, call the fight. Or early. Connor. Yeah. Come, fight back, Connor. That's always me and my boys ever watch a fight. Whenever like, a, a, a ref's about to step in, like, fight back. Put your hands up. <laughs> Starts screaming at these guys. Like, dude, yeah, don't you think they're trying, bro? Yeah. He's trying to keep his fucking hands up. But how about this? All right. So we did. That's pretty much the, the three marquee matchups of this card. That's pretty much the main card. Pretty much. So now we go into the prelims. Uh, Lucy Pudilova. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Against Wu Yanan. 135 matchup here on the main card, which is very disgusting. Uh, we got Pudilova's minus 120. Yanan Wu is plus 100. So they have no idea what's going to happen. So that means none of us know anything. Eileen Pudilova, yeah. while I sit here, what, what say you? Me too. I think I think I might fire. Oh, she's minus one twenty. I swore, I swore. Did you did you sneeze? I did. Bless you. Thank I you. think I think Pudilova was just an underdog, but now she's minus one twenty, which is still you know I'll take that money line all day. I don't think Yanan Wu being even money is value much at all. I think she stinks, man. I mean, she comes forward, but that's it. Like, <clears throat> I mean, she's lost. 
she's won one fight in the UFC, and it was Laura Mueller, who's like 30 years old and retired. You know, like, she lost to Gina Mazzani. And what do we say around here? Red flag. Red flag, big time. If you lose to Gina Mazzani, that is, that is more than a red flag. So, you know, and she lost to Mizuki Inouye, who I don't rate it highly at all. Jocelyn Edwards and Myra Buena Silva, you know, they're, they're okay. Uh, Poodle over 5-1 and one since she got released from the UFC, the one loss coming to Talia Bernardo, um, which, you know, Talia Bernardo isn't great, but to lose to her outside of UFC, I, I don't really fault her at all for that. She went three, two-and-a-half hard rounds with Vivi Araujo. Um, yeah, I don't think Lucy Poodle has a high ceiling, really, but she's also 28. So, you know, maybe she just had to figure some things out. Uh, Yana Wu's also young, too, but I don't know, man. I, I think Lucy has much more experience. I think she's a better boxer. I kind of like some things she does with the stand-up with her hands. Um, you know, she got choked out by Antonina Shevchenko, which is which is crazy, but she also remember had she had that fight of the night with uh, Irene Aldana on the Woodley Till card, so... Yeah. I, I trust her much, much more than Yanan Wu. Yanan Wu, I don't think, can win rounds. I don't think she can win exchanges. Um, I don't really know what her path to victory is. I mean, maybe you know, maybe she stays on the outside or goes for takedowns. I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm leaning pretty heavy on uh, Poodle over here. I'm with you. So there you go. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, here we go. How about this? This is what the a banger! Made what a banger to start off the uh, the card. Uh, minus seven thirty favorite. We got Tyson, don't call me Pedro, Pedro, fighting Harry Hunsucker. Harry Hunsucker, ladies and gentlemen, on the main card. That's the hurricane to you out there who all, uh, who all love Harry. Uh, I feel disgusted even talking about that. I'm trying to make a big joke out of it, but it, it, it's just, this is a disgusting way to have uh, the main card start. Um, the people of Salt Lake will probably love this fight. They'll probably think it's the greatest fight they've ever seen. Yeah, it could be. Minus 730 is disgusting, but it's Harry Hunsucker, so I mean, I understand. Uh, fight starts the second round is plus 200, so that that's what the, the people know what's going to happen. That's this nuts. is going to be that early. Nuts. Under <laughs> one and a half rounds is minus 350. You know, it's funny. Oddly enough, that has some value in it. Because Harry Hunsucker does not leave the first round. He just doesn't. You know, Justin Taffa head kicked him very early. Toy Vasa hit him very early. Jared Vend- Venderoff got him out of there quick. Like, <laughs> I mean, has, has he ever gotten out of the first round? He No, he hasn't. That's crazy. When he lost to Dante Mays back in the day, that was like two minutes. And that was Dante Mays' debut at Hard Rock MMA 77 Pro-Am. Wow. Uh, Shepherdsville, Kentucky. <laughs> That was the co-main. Um, wow, what a you know what a gross event that was probably. But like this dude's not this dude's not serious at all. You know he's he's lost two Australians in a row. This will be the third. Uh, the guys from down under they're gonna have a lot to celebrate after this card. I I don't know what the whole Tyson Pedro uh, obsession Dana White seems to have or the UFC seems to have with him. I mean, yeah, he's thirty. Um, you know. He has some decent wins, I guess. You know what? Uh, back in like 2016, 17, when he knocked out uh, Roundtree or uh, Paul Craig, and he finished Roundtree, he had some hype behind him. But then he lost to Lear Latifi, uh, and that just kind of killed his hype. And he lost a couple more fights. I think he might have popped. He might have pissed hot too. Uh, he had that four-year layoff. I, I'm, I don't think he has like a huge ceiling or anything. But Harry Hunsucker is not. He's, he's he just ain't not it. a UFC fighter. No, he's just not a UFC fighter. So. 
this will be a quick, easy win for Tyson Pedro. But, you know, hey, if Harry Hunsucker wants to make things weird, I'm here for it. Uh, so Pedro is minus 225 TKO. Uh, he is plus 275-300 by submission, though. So I think that might be the only kind of value. That's like the round, only value play I see round, here. Round one submission. Yeah, like he like like cracks him and then uh, I mean Pedro to win in round one is minus two twenty five, dude. <laughs> like there's no money to be made here anywhere. If you think it's going to go more than uh, one round, then there's money to be made there. That starts the second round, but yeah, I mean we just told you that this guy doesn't go to second rounds. Uh, you know, like. <laughs> Mr. Hunsucker, he, he, I mean, it's crazy that his one picture has him with two belts on. I, I would love to know where he won these two belts. <laughs> he must have bought them. I don't know. I, I mean, don't all of his fights, dude, uh, you He's know, never... lost round one, win round one, win round one, win round one, round one, round one, round one. I mean, he literally has never been in the second round of his whole He's professional never been. career. He's never been to the fifth minute of the first round. That's crazy. So, like, yeah, that, that's that's what, all you need to know. <laughs> Yeah, Give me the so submission. Give yeah, me the submission. Take it. I'm here with you. Uh, Tybora and Alexander Romanov. Romanov is a guy 16 and 0. Uh, just looks like a, an absolute murderer. Uh, Americana, your boy Chase Sherman, the last time he was out there and cashed out my submission bet. He ground and pounded Vandera. He uh, smoked Juan Espino. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't actually smoke Juan Espino. That was actually a close fight, if I remember correctly. He actually because uh, what he, he like actually, kicked him in the sack or something like that, and he, he had was to stop the fight. Yeah, he was looking for a way out. Between you and I, he uh, he quit. But he, he knew he was getting that technical split, so. There you go. Uh, what do you – I mean, this is a closer fight than uh, than uh, some of his other ones, I would say. Like, this is a step up in competition for Mr. Uh, Romanoff. But, uh, I mean, the odds will tell you that they don't really think that that's much of a difference because he's minus 340 uh, uh, as far as minus 400 on Bet Rivers. So, uh, Tybor is a plus 300 underdog. I, I like Romanov. I don't know how he gets it done, though. Yeah, I think if Romanov can't get him down and can't, um, you know, kind of hold him down, I think he's going to be in trouble, honestly. I, I've i been waiting to fade Alexander Romanov for a long time. I don't know if this is necessarily the right spot, but I do like the odds. I do think he's, I think the line's way too high, way, way, way too high. But I could also see him come out here, get a, you know, bull rush him, get that takedown, and kind of just either either lay on him. I think this probably goes the distance. I like the over one and a half, minus 185. Um, fight goes the distance, plus 165. You know, um, he went to, he went almost went to the third round with Roki Martinez, you know? Yeah. Like, um, the Vandero fight almost went to the third. The Chase Sherman fight, that was a layup. But if you look at his other fights even before that, there's a couple times where he's went, you know, kind of deep into the. Uh, even when he was fighting these third, twelve and thirty-seven guys, he was going, uh, you know, thir- three or four minutes into the first. So I think he's more of a not stall, but he's a lay and lay and sit kind of guy. You know, I think Marcin Tybora might be slightly better all around, but I don't know if I can really trust him. Um, his takedown defense is pretty strong from what I've seen, but Romanov has some serious, just angry power and. Um, I, w- I was going but, heavy on Ty. Yeah, you, know, you go- look. I'm sorry, God. I was going heavy on Ty Bora, but now I'm starting to like kind of walk myself back. You know, I, I, heavyweights are just gross, and I'm I'm not sure. You know, I, I know he's he, he went on that nice little win streak after he lost to uh, Augusto Sakai, which wasn't a great loss. You know, one minute knockout of Augusto Sakai, who's now a shell of himself, 
and he had that Volkov loss, which is tough. But yeah, I, I'm going to go Tybora. Uh, I'm not going to bet it. I, I maybe I will. I, I'm not sure. I'm going to pick him just because I'm I'm fade Alexander Romanov all day. But uh, I don't have much confidence here at all. You've convinced me because now I look at Romanov's record and it looks somewhat padded. When yeah, you go through and, you know, some of these names, it's just like, yeah, like Roque Mar- Martinez and... I mean, look at the heavyweights he's beaten. Roque Martinez, Hajerio de Lima, Juan Espino, Vanderon, Chase Sherman. That is almost the entire bottom of the heavyweight division. You know, like... Yeah. And, and Tabora is no, like, no slouch. You look at some of the names he's been in there. I mean, he just got done fighting Volkov last year. And he went the distance. Yeah. So... Beat Wall Harris, know. Greg Hardy. I mean, these aren't great names, but I mean, he beat Spivak, who we've seen Spivak is just like, he's not right. an easy night out there. He went the distance with Ben Rothwell. You know, Ben Rothwell's made it, made it hard for a lot of guys, you know, especially at heavyweight. Derek Same Lewis, Fabricio Verdum, you know, like. Uh, Arlovsky, remember he distanced yeah. Arlovsky. So, I don't know, man. Also, he has a win over Anti Delizia, the Bellator PFL, um, PFL finalist. So, you know, Tabor's a little old. Um, I think he might have um, a speed disadvantage, but it's not a big one. I, I just don't think there's any huge advantage here for either guy. So I think it's honestly should be kind of lined closer. Yeah, I'd, a lot closer. Couldn't so, agree more. I mean, it's more of like a an, a a value pick here as opposed to like if Romanov was like minus two hundred, I'd be firing Romanov yeah. probably. But Tybora plus three hundred against that is just too much. I, I don't know. So it goes against some of the shit that I believe, but. I, 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 I sometimes I get cooked on these, so it's like I might I as well you. play the other side every once in a while. Fair. So I'm like, oh, he's 16 and 0. He's going to run through this guy, and then he just his first takedown doesn't work, and you just see him huffing and puffing. You're like, what <laughs> the fuck's going on here? And Tybor just starts putting the work on him. You're like, all right, here we go. Yep. Uh, Leonardo Santos and Jared Gordon. Leonardo is up there, right? He is not yep. a young man, and. Jared Gordon is uh, talking about how he hates MMA and, uh, you know, it, it gives him no fulfillment and yada, yada, yada. So minus 300, 286, 330, kind of all over the place here on some of these uh, websites, as opposed to a Leo Santos who is plus 240, 220, 225 on some of these. So what say you? I like inside the distance Jared Gordon plus 180. Back to my Back to my roots here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I've never been a Jared Gordon fan. Uh, I think this this line's a little a little off, but I do I I do have to um, I have to factor in that Leo's old. He's forty two. He gasses out. All, you know, he he gasses out a lot. The Clay Guida fight was a really really bad look. The Grant Dawson fight. There was one second left, and he was just getting hammer fisted to fucking out cold. Um, I don't know. I, again, I don't know. I mean. This is an elevation 4,000 feet above sea level. You know, if, if Leo Santos can't get him out of there in the first round, he's probably fucked. But I'm going to go with him in the first round, man. I, I, I think he's, he's the better striker. I think he's bigger, quicker. Um, I mean, if it goes to the ground, I trust him 100% over, um, over Jared Gordon. Grant Dawson has a win over both these guys, so maybe we should really just go to him. And ask him his pick because you know, he knows both of these guys. He went to he finished both in the, at the end of the third. So, um, I, I like you said about Jared. You know, he has some, some comments he's made that I don't like. I, I've just never been a fan of him or Jared Gooden for that matter. No, definitely not a fan of Jared Gooden. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Leo here. I'm gonna go Leo. I'm gonna trust the old man. 
I just, you know, if it go after this first round, I, I would definitely look at a live odds. I think he's going to be huffing and puffing, and he might be cooked after that one. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going Jared Gordon, though, for inside the distance. So we, we, we go different Let's ways see. here. Um, heart echo, echo. I'm getting an intense echo for a second there. But uh, let's see here. Let's keep it moving. Sean Woodson, Luis Zaldana. Uh, Woodson, a big-time favorite here on the number. Uh, we got a minus 350 for the sniper. Luis Zaldana is plus 250 to 70 on some of these websites. I'm a big – I'm a I'm, – I've – Said it on here before, I'm a big fan of Sean Woodson since he knocked out Terrence McKinney on the Contender Series. I It's just how, how I've been. Uh, he, he has won me some money. Uh, the Colin Anglin, he knocked that dude out with a body punch. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be one of those nights, though. And I, I struggle to... I mean, this seems like a good matchup for both of them, right? You, like you said, like they're both kind of similar in height, 5'11". I think Woodson's like six foot as well. So mm-hmm. it's not six you know, two. Six two. Oh my god, he's huge for one forty five. But huge seventy nine inch reach. He lost to Austin Lingo is not a good look. That's just not. No. Um, I mean Jordan Griffin, the uh, what was his name? The, the native psycho. I remember that. Uh, he's fighting in uh, NAFC Coliseum where he just took a unanimous decision loss to a six and five guy. So oh man, not not it's good situation days. for the native psycho. But I say all that to say. I like, uh, I like Woodson inside the distance. I like that too. I think I don't think Saldana's that good. He has, you know, he has real, real, real cardio issues. I honestly thought he lost that Bruno Sosa fight. I didn't think he won that fight. Um, he won the first round, but after that, he looked like shit. Uh, and again, back to back to a, a main topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, we're in elevation, so you know if he gasses out against Bruno Sosa. In Columbus, Ohio, why why won't he gas out against Sean Woodson in Salt Lake City? Uh, you know, Sean Woodson's going to put it on him. I think much more than Sosa or Austin Lingo or Jordan Griffin or Vince Murdoch, any of these guys that he's fought, any of these bums that he's fought. And if you look at Saldana's regional scene record, he lost to he got knocked out by a seven uh, seventeen and nine guy, got submitted by a seven four guy, lost to a one and one guy. He has a lot of losses in the regional scene. Now he got choked out by a twelve and twelve fighter. Um, you know, he, he's made, he's obviously, he's made a lot of improvements. He's come a long way, but you know, who's he really beaten? You know, has he really been tested when he was tested? He gassed out and he kind of, you know, showed some vulnerabilities. Um, I'm a huge, huge on Woodson. Uh, I, I'm a big aesthetic guy and he just doesn't have it, you know? But, yeah. Um, he beat Yusuf Zalal. He dug deep in that third round against Yusuf Zalal. We just saw Yusuf Zalal turn up in the third round against the mom Blackshear. So, I thought that was at the time it was a pretty good win. I remember I had money on Yusuf Zalal. Um, I think I think Bruno Sosa was like minus fifteen hundred live in that fight too. So I think Saldana got a gift here. Um, under the line favors Woodson. It would probably be a this this fight wouldn't be happening if uh, Saldana you know lost that fight. So I'm with you. I'm taking Woodson inside the distance. Not 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 really sure how. Um, yeah, that's why I like. He, I, he only has one submission. So yeah. I, yeah. Just inside the distance, like you said, no props. We don't. We don't like to do that. Just don't. I don't trust the. Uh, yeah, you know. You know how I feel. Uh, club and sub is one of my worst. Uh, <laughs> my worst nightmares when I bet the TKO. I, I've been cooked on it many times, and I'll just yep. take. I'll take the, the less value for the, the the security of a bet. 
Miranda Maverick was supposed to fight Shanna Young. That got taken off the car because of Shanna Young, I believe, who was forced to pull out. God oh, bless scared. her. She was a plus 500 underdog. So I believe the next fight on here is AJ Fletcher. Am I, is that the correct? Ghost. AJ Fletcher and Anj Lusa, your favorite fighter uh, in the UFC right now, Anj Lusa. So Anj Lusa is coming off of a loss against Munir Laziz, who is not an easy night out. Uh, shout out to John Howard. That was a huge win against John Howard. Uh, Doomsday, who's 29 and 19 now. Um, yeah, AJ Fletcher is a favorite. Yes, minus 150 to Ons Lucis plus 130. I like AJ Fletcher in this. I know he's a La- Lafayette, Louisiana guy. Uh, I don't like to bet them you, for the most part. You know, uh, you know how I feel about guys from Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel, too. I'm not a huge fan of theirs. Uh, we are not fans. Of, I, we faded him, and he lost to Semmelsberger, but Semmelsberger's back on our list, so we'll, we'll see. Oh, yeah, and you know what's funny about that? He could have and probably should have had that fight in the first round, and I think even, I think it was at the end of the first round. I think he won the first round, and at the end of the first round, he uh, Matthew Semmels, he had an arm triangle that he just, I, I, I don't know how he didn't get it, but Semmelsberger's still a tough, a tough out. But, you know, when the guy's hair is covering his face, I don't know how you don't beat him. Um, I, Fletcher's got good good wrestling. He, he really goes for it. He goes for submission or he goes for finishes no matter what, which I like to see. I remember you got that Italian guy out there on the Contender Series with that flying knee, my cousin Leonardo. Yeah, Leonardo um, da- Damiani. Damian. Um, the thing with – I just have a problem with uh, EJ Fletcher's cardio, honestly. I mean, after that first round against Hummelsburg, he didn't look great, you know. Um, and there's some people who've been saying that in, in other regional scene fights, he's, he's shown cardio issues. I'm not sure about that, but I do know that this is an elevation. So you know, you when, when you, when you're aggressive, when you're as aggressive as he is, <clears throat> that could be an issue. The problem is Angelus. I, I, I don't, I don't see what he's good at. You know, I, I never watched dude, his, but yeah, I know he's from Switzerland, which, you know, I'm a big fan of that. I love that he's Swiss, but he might be Swiss cheese too. I, you know, oh he tr- he tried to kickbox against Munir Laziz. Not a smart strategy, but he didn't get finished. Uh, he went the distance with Jack Della Maddalena, um, but he also eked out a couple, you know, close decisions against a wash John Howard, uh, a guy in Colin Lubert, so I've never heard of. He lost a split to Jonathan Thompson, whoever that is in LFA. I just I don't think he does anything. Like I don't, you know, I, <laughs> what does he really do? I, truly nothing. So I'm going to go AJ Fletcher just off of um, principle here. I don't know. You think he finishes him? Yeah, yeah. I think he gets him. I think he. I think uh, submission's pretty live. Um, I don't think he has the stand up per se to get him out of there. But I guess he could. He had the flying knee. Um, he he just really tries to bring it. But I think I like his chokes. Um, he has a head, he had a head and arm choke in Icon. I think that's is that Masvidal's uh, organization. Yes, kind of a joke, but. You know, head and arm choke's not easy to get, especially a minute into a fight. But, um, yeah, I trust him over over Lusa 100%. For the record, that head and arm choke came against a guy who was 8-17. and 17. So There you go. So That's uh, that's about as <laughs> – yeah. Uh, so, inside the distance is plus 250. That's probably what I'm going to play. Just, All right. Just for some fun. Yeah, why not? Uh, we got Amir Al- Albazi, right? Amir Albazi versus Francisco – the sniper Figueredo. So uh, multiple snipers. Yeah, multiple snipers on the on the thing. So we got Figgy's brother getting in there. He is a plus three eighty underdog. Holy shit! Against a minus five hundred favorite in Albazi. 
Uh, I don't like anything involving this. I would stay far away from this, but I mean, big line. Yeah, I mean, Albazi should, in theory, get him out of there. Yeah, he should maul him. I think, but he, it's been a year and a half since he fought uh, Zhalgaz Sumagulov, but he beat him thirty twenty seven him. So, and he was plus one hundred in that fight. I'm just worried about like the time off, um, the randomness sometimes with flyweights. Um, you know, Figgy. You know, he got taken down by, um, what's his name in his last fight? Was it De Silva? I think it was De Silva. Uh, and then he got a knee bar out of, from guard. It was, it was a really weird, and I think kind of a fluke. But Figgy, you know, Figgy is, is definitely dangerous. I just don't think he's that good. He's definitely not his brother. Uh, the Malcolm Gordon loss, not great. Um, he had a draw and jungle fight with some, some bum, um, that he lost to before that. So, uh, again, I, I don't rate him highly at all. He he can do some tricky things in there, you know. He's 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 pretty exciting, I guess. I just don't think he's that good. I think Albazi's. I I think Albazi's got some real skill. He's there is some crazy. Uh, he he fought John Lineker in Jungle Fight in 2011. I guess so. That's the same. I mean, if you look that's at tough. I, there's also like a submission that I've never seen before in my life or on on here. <laughs> the category. Yeah. yeah, dude, like, what is that? It's a side choke? They just make things up in Brazil, I swear. I'm looking at it right now. It's like a shoulder hold sort of thing. So, oh, okay, you're just kind of, it's kind of like a head and arm, but it's more focused on basically just trying to pop the dude's fucking shoulder out. I'll have, no, to, get my, I'll have to get my instructor on here to explain to me what that yeah. one is. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically give me Albazi. I don't know what's... What the bet is here, though, uh, it, it's probably, I mean, obviously, it's probably inside the distance. It's definitely not straight up on the money line. Yeah. Uh, Bozzi inside the distance is, oh, man, plus 140. I am going to get fucking cleaned out or I'm going to make a ton of money this week. <laughs> uh, so I'm going Albazi inside the distance. It doesn't look like Figgy's really been finished, but he did get hit with the Katagame. So yeah, uh, I guess anything's up for grabs. Here is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. I love the Mongolian murderer. All right, I know he's not that good, but I just love seeing him in there. Arichi uh, Lang, I believe is how you say his name, his government. Uh, if, yeah. I don't know how that works, but he's fighting Jay Parent, who we have faded on here. Yeah, Jay Parent. Joker. Mario Bautista should have got him out of there in, in February. Uh, we went through, I believe when Mr. Parent fought last time, we went through some of his fights in combat zone and uh was lost to Dwight Joseph on the contender series and he's, yeah he hasn't won in any of the major or he's owned to in Bellator and he's owned to under the UFC banner yes one of the contender series one of the UFC so I, I I mean you know I don't really know what he's good at or what he does but he's 10 and 5 not good again Richie Lang has some losses but he has fucking serious power and since he moved up to 135 I know he only fought Cameron Ellis who you know you you, you kind of like you ask him how he's doing, and you can knock him out. So, oh my god! You know, I, I don't know if that's <laughs> you rate that too highly or anything, but Richie Lang has has actually, you know, he has some serious Come power, on, man. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> you say hello to the guy, and he falls asleep, dude. Yeah, he's done, cooked. Uh, but I think Richie Lang looks more comfortable at one thirty-five. I think he has some serious power that's going to really um, be a hard. Uh, obstacle for Jay Perrin to really get across. You know, Jay Perrin's not a stand-up guy. He's he's a rear finder back and choke you out guy. 
which he could, you know, I guess he could do against Richie Lang. Richie Lang, I'm sure, has been submitted. Yeah, he's been rear naked choked multiple times. He's been choked out multiple times. So it's something to to monitor. And and the, the blueprint's out on him. Uh, Cody Dernan outgrappled him. Jeff Molina, <clears throat> Jeff Molina outvalued him. You know, he, he hits hard. I think this should be a good fight, though. Um, you know, Richie Lang will bring it. So what are the odds? Uh, Minus 145. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're not too confident in him, just like I'm not. I just I, I don't really want to throw money on Jay Perrin as an underdog, but maybe if you want to sprinkle in Jay Perrin's sub, I wonder what that is because it seems like that's it's kind of, wow, plus 700. That doesn't seem like, you know, that that's his, like, his only path to victory. I guess maybe he can outpoint him. I just don't know how. Um, he has a literally like six, seven rear TKO naked chokes. TKO is less like, than uh, submission is. Damn. I really like submission there for Jay Perrin as a, as a small play. For somebody else, not me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I like it if, if I like it if I'm not it. risking my own money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Arichi. I'm going to pick Arichi Lang again. I, I, I like how he looked moving up. I think he, you know, he's a big dude and he hits hard. He carries a lot of weight, so you know, cutting the 125 really, really hurts a lot of people. Honestly, we've seen a lot of guys make that move up to 135 and look more comfortable. So. Give me, uh, give me the Mongolian murderer. This is an anti Jay Perrin pick. Yeah, I'm going the Mongolian yeah. murderer as well. So Victor Altamirano, and this will lead the night off. Victor Altamirano versus Daniel De Silva. Uh, I am a notable uh, Daniel De Silva fader, and I did not hit the bet on the on the knee bar he hit on Figueredo. Uh, I definitely did when he lost to Jeff Molina in 2021, but. What say you? I, I mean, obviously, I just told you guys what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm, I'm fading the shit out of Daniel De Silva. Victor Altamirano is only minus 170. Uh, I might I might parlay this and the uh, Richie Lang fight and just try to get, get the bankroll flowing early on. Do you think Altamirano wins inside the distance at plus 120, though? That's a, that's a question. So there's really only a couple things that happens here. Daniel De Silva gets an early sub or he quits late. It's okay. really all I see happening. I, De Silva doesn't have good cardio. Again, here we are at elevation. Altamirano's takedown defense is not good, though, so that kind of worries me. Um, you know, I thought he lost the Candelario fight, but won the Hernandez fight, but they were they were swapped. Um, either way, though, you know, he's 31, which I don't love. I thought he was a lot younger for some reason. Um, but I, I, I do think that, you know, if this goes to the second or third, I think he gets him out of there. I mean, Altamirano round three could be live. But I, I, I think I'm going to go to Silva early sub. I think I am. Wow. Uh, we've seen Altamirano get rear naked choked by Jared Brooks, who at the time was probably you know on a higher level, much higher level than him. But uh, Jared Brooks still fighting, 18-2. and two. He's in 1FC. Uh, remember, he fought a close, close fight against Figgy, uh, and he got, he got finished by uh, Jose Shorty Torres after that. That was a weird fight. Um so I think you know, Jared Brooks is pretty decent. I don't think that's a bad, bad loss for Altamirano necessarily, but he's also been rear naked choked three times as an amateur. Um, you cannot fuck around with Daniel De Silva on the mat at all. I mean, he took down Figgy before that, that fluke knee bar. He, he took him down. Um, you know, he has multiple different chokes, arm bars, triangles, rear naked chokes on his resume. I think I just trust him to, to uh, assert his game plan and stick to it over the over Victor Altamirano, but st- it starts standing, you know. Um, and if it goes, the deeper it goes, uh, the more likely you'll see De Silva quit or fade. Um, but give me give me De Silva sub round one. All right, I think I like Altamirano 
like you said, late, if anything. But I'm probably just going to bet the money line because I don't, I don't play around. And uh, I don't know. What are you talking about? I always lead the night off. People in the building, these guys are going to act like psychos. Give me inside the distance plus 120 and then play that oh. parlay with the money lines by itself. So there you go. Those are my first two bets of the night. We just gave you everything you need, ladies and gentlemen. That's oh. UFC 278. Uh, predictions for who's going to win the crypto. <laughs> this is always my favorite part. Um, the crypto is going to have to. So, obviously, the crypto, <laughs> it goes to the most popular guys. But yeah. how? But when you have a main event full of two guys that are not popular, you know, what happens? So, I think it's going to be Usman 1. Okay. That probably, Aldo that's two. probably a lock. Also a lock. And then Luke Rockhold or Paulo? Costa 3. Okay. I was wondering if it would be Luke. But I guess it's good. <laughs> it's funny because you got on these. You just got to go main event, co-main event, feature bout. Yeah, one of the two. It's <laughs> <So> usually <laughs> that's it. If it was up to me, I would give it to Harry Hunsucker and Lucy Putalova. But you yeah, know. they're just not going to get the love they deserve. No, no, they're not. So yeah, I think Usman. I'm going to go Usman Rockhold Aldo for the crypto. <laughs> Usman Rockhold Aldo. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> the crypto predictions. I can't believe we're doing that. Um, yeah. There we go. There we go. There's so, any piece. thoughts before we get out of here on Usyk and Joshua? Yeah, I actually have a lot of boxing to talk about. Not, not you know, I'm not going to go deep and waste everybody's time, but um, there's a lot of good boxing this weekend for sure. Usyk Joshua is going. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what time that is. I hope they. They said it's like eight in the morning. I'm pretty sure. That's uh, what it says here on the. Uh, on what's it called? Um, Tapology. I guess I wouldn't be mad if there was some early, early, you know, early boxing because. Some of this but, other boxing oh I want to watch well, later. But. Let me be honest. I think that's when the beginning of the card starts. Uh, there's 11 fucking fights on this card. Woof. Holy Wolf. shit. Oh. Calum Smith fighting. Let's see. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, man. So, let me see. I actually haven't looked at the whole card. The card as a whole. <clears throat> So it's it's kind of interesting here, Anthony Joshua. So they oh, both Bobby had a Jack. real, holy shit, a, a real weird last like year ish. Joshua fired his, or I don't say fired, but he brought in Robert Garcia, who um, is the trainer of, um, God damn it, Mikey Garcia, and he works well with well-rounded fighters who have power. And I think that's why Alexander uh, Anthony Joshua brought him in um, to kind of kind of get him get him right get him back to where he was get him back to the level that everyone thought he would eventually ascend to i just don't know what i i guess joshua could do one of two things he could he could try to wear on him because he's, he's much bigger and hits much harder even though Usyk looks he looks like a heavyweight now or he could stay outside and 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 kind of pepper him from from the outside but he doesn't have a jab he doesn't throw his jab that much and you know Usyk really doesn't either so I think I'm going to go Usyk late again because I think he has the cardio. I think he's tougher. Uh, I think he's more mentally tough. They both had, you know, uh, Joshua going through a new trainer. Usyk was in Ukraine fighting the war. So, like, they've both been having uh, a weird 2022 for sure. Um, I just, I, I don't know if I could trust Joshua. It would be nice to see him get back on track, you know. He has a lot of potential, but he has a lot of quit in him, man. And, um, uh yeah, I'm going. I'm going Usyk late stoppage this time. Wow. So the first fight was it like a? I mean, I see unanimous decision, but like it was like a, a wipeout completely. 
Usyk started off hot, and then very late in the fight, he Joshua was just wanted to stand up he he just wanted to stay stand he didn't want to go down he was trying to survive okay but in the middle rounds you know if you look at Usyk's face after the fight he was de- he was marked up too Usyk gets hit a lot um and in the middle rounds Joshua was really hitting him and uh marking him up but uh Usyk when he fought Chisora he was getting marked up when he fought Tony Bellew he was getting marked up uh Myris Breedis Michael Hunter they you know he 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 will take some shots he takes damage but he takes damage well Anthony Joshua does not so that's really what separates this from me. The line's pretty close. It's is it minus two something? Let's see. I just I just yeah minus two ten for Usyk, which I thought maybe it would be a little wider, but I think that's still fair. I, I, Joshua has a lot in him, and also the judges. There's three judges. One is from Ukraine, one is from London, and one is from America. I mean, what the wow. fuck are we doing, man? Like seriously, why can't we have three neutral judges? Why? why you know, like so it's because boxing's a fucking sham, dude. That's why. Yeah, it's a sham. It's a sham god. It's a sham wow. Is what it is. Um, and hopefully that guy's yeah, doing well I'll, in prison right now. <laughs> the co-main is Zili Zhang and Philip Hergovich. Hergovich is pretty good, but I like to see how he goes, how he does against a guy who will, will push him, like like Zhang, Calum Smith, Badu Jack, Ramla Ali. Um, she is a Somalian fighter. From London, um, I don't know her backstory, but apparently she has a whole a whole story here. So I guess you know the whole card. Holyfield is full of, Suns fighting this weekend. Yeah, Evan Holyfield, there? not very good, but uh, he'll be <laughs> he'll be there. Uh, and then there's some there's some other interesting fights. I think we have a top ranked card. Emmanuel Navarrete, he's a very interesting Mexican fighter at 126. He fighting Eduardo Baez, who he should run through him. But the co-main event, this is I don't know what what this is going to be on. I think ESPN Plus. The co-main event, Lindolfo Delgado, Omar Aguilar, Aguilar, two Mexican warriors. This is going to be a fucking brawl. Mark my words, this is going to be an absolute banger. I don't know if it's going to be like 8, 7 o'clock. I think around the prelims, if you check over to ESPN, ESPN Plus, you'll be able to see this fight. Uh, They have Aguilar, minus 225, uh, Delgado, plus 175. You know how boxing odds are. So when you see 200 lines, that's pretty cool. Might as well be a pick um, that's gonna be a goddamn war. So tune in for that one. Um, and I think, I think that might be it for that. And then we also have uh, from Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida, on Showtime. Omar Figueroa Jr. was supposed to fight Adrian Broner, who pulled out due to mental health concerns. Omar Figueroa Jr. has also had his own bouts with mental health problems. He's coming off two losses in a row. Your Dennis Ugas and Abel Ramos. He didn't look good in that Ramos fight at all, man. He just he just quit. Um, but let's see how he is now back. He's fighting Sergey Lipinets. I think Lipinets is the favorite. He's coming off a loss to Jerron Boots Ennis, but Jerron Boots Ennis, one of the best prospects in boxing. Shout out to Philadelphia. He's good friends with Sean Brady, which is awesome to see. Um, that'll be a pretty good fight, but the, the co-main is going to be really good. Alberto Puello and Batir Akhmedov. Uh, Batir Akhmedov, very, very good fighting out of Uzbekistan. Just turned pro in 2017. Fought Mario Barrios. To a close fight on the undercard of Spence Porter. I thought he won, but Al Heyman represents one of those fighters. and He is not one of them, so there you go. Um, and also, buried on the prelims, Roger Gutierrez, Hector Garcia. is going to be a fucking war. Another war. Multiple wars this weekend. Um, I don't know who I favor in that. I probably favor Garcia. I think Gutierrez, the, the blueprint's out on him. Hector Garcia is undefeated. Um, or Garcia, I should say. So... Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for that. There's, it's a good weekend of boxing. If you're not doing anything, there's some good stuff happening. 
There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's about as valuable boxing information as you're ever going to get from anyone out there in the in the combat sports space. <laughs> I can give you a little bit. I, you know, I, I like to I like to mix it up. I know people shit on boxing and don't watch boxing and don't care about boxing, but I still do. I think there's honestly to end this year. There's a lot of pretty good, uh, a lot of good, a lot of good fights. Honestly, there's you know we have we have uh, Usyk Joshua next week. We have. Uh, Richard Comey and Jose Pedraza. I mean, that's a pretty good sneaky fight. The week after, Andy Ruiz, Luis Ortiz. That's a banger. I know it's on pay per view, which is unfortunate. But hey, we have we have streaming sites for that. You know, what um, they're there for? Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a really good fight. I think honestly, twenty twenty two has been the best year for women's boxing. Clarissa Shields has not lost in like one million fights since her amateur career when she lost to Savannah Marshall. And there's a lot of bad blood here. It's going to be on ESPN Plus. Uh, this is a couple Saturdays away, obviously. Michaela Mayer, one of the another stud women's boxers, fighting Alicia Bumgarner, one of the rare knockout artists. So, and then the week after that, you got Canelo Triple G. Uh, the week after that, you got Shakur Stevenson, Robson Concesial. Uh, the ne- that's on Friday too, which is love seeing Friday and Sunday boxing. I think that's that's something they yep. should keep doing. Stay away from Saturday so we can watch yeah. the UFC in peace. I mean, why? there's so much going on Saturdays. Joe Joyce, Joseph Parker, college football, all that shit. Exactly, Chris Eubank, Connor Ben in October. Their their fathers fought each other, uh, so it's kind of a legacy That's fight. Awesome. They've been they've been rivals since they were kids. Connor Ben's coming up. Chris Eubank's coming down, which is a little, eh. You know, I don't I don't know about that. Deontay Wilder just got a October matchup against Robert Hellenius. Um, the next day, that's on a Friday. The next day, we have Devin Haney taking on George Cambosos again. Let's go. Down, uh, they're going down under again, which is fucking bullshit. But Devin Haney. Any any time, any place, anywhere. So uh, we have we have some good boxing end this year. We still have some fights that are in the in the midst of being made. There's a lot of uh, Bud Crawford and Errol Spence ever going to fight. I'm starting to get a little worried about that. We haven't heard anything, which could be good. You know, nobody usually when you're saying, yeah, yeah, the fight will be made, the fight will be made, and it doesn't. So we're not hearing much of that, but we're not hearing much of anything, which is very very concerning. Terence Crawford wants a 50-50 split. I don't think he, no, he 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 shouldn't get a 50-50 split. He's not the the top welterweight he's coming up you know if you if he wins this sure he's the pound for pound guy but he's got to get it done first he does not get a 50 50 split here that's not how it works um so hopefully that's not you know a big roadblock but yeah we're gonna listen to end this year we're getting a couple a couple good banger of ufc main events or our pay-per-views and we're getting a, a bunch of bangers in boxing too so uh this is gonna be a good end of the year i'm all about it dude so We will leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, UFC 278. Cash your bets out. Fade us. Uh, Let us know that you faded us and talk that shit to us (laughs) if if you win. Uh, All of it. I appreciate it all. Uh, Thank you for listening. And as always, we got two new episodes out today. We had two new episodes yesterday. We're crushing it right now. So we're We're going to keep it rolling. We're churning out this content, baby. Let's go, baby. baby. Thank you for for listening. And uh, how do you finish this up, Ty? As always, go birds, baby.